Welcome back to Inside Rock. This week's episode is All About ABBA. Is that what we're calling it? All About ABBA? All About ABBA. Is that what we're calling it? Sure. Wasn't that Queeks' guinea pig name, ABBA? No, No, it was Freckles. George and Harriet. Oh, George George and Harriet, yeah. Always close. The kids had one named Freckles. Really? Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. Did he have freckles? It was hard to tell. He's covered in fur. So, okay. Well, that's a different episode. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about (laughs) that naming of pets. Yeah. This is Inside Rock. Let's move along. All right. Remember remember our cousin Doug's uh, uh, guinea pig name? Snowball. Snowball. Because he was white. What an idiot. Like, <laughs> what an idiot. Like, we had names like uh, George, Harriet, Steve. That's right. Yeah. Fluffy and Snowball. Yeah, what is that? That's My a, next dog is going to be Doug. Doug. Oh, that's Isn't that a great, great dog? Come name? here, Doug. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we digress. Okay, ABBA. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not Queek's guinea pig. The no. band. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, this all started about 55 years ago. Go ahead, say it. 55! <laughs> there it is, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, it started about 55 years ago, 1966. Um, you know, they had uh, they had pretty good success in Sweden. Do you want to... Let's, 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 uh, let's cover how they met. Yeah, and, what they did before ABBA first. Yeah, I mean, it was really the two the two guys got together first. They they were in a band. What was it called? Hoot Nanny? <laughs> Well, the one, the one guy was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it was Bjorn, right? Bjorn Alveus. Alveus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, he was in a band called Hootenanny. Yeah, good good name. Do you yeah. know Do you know who named that band for them? Who? Stig Anderson. Stig Anderson? Yeah, he met them uh, really early on. That was to be their future manager when they were ABBA, Stig. Oh, really? Yeah, but that was Stig that gave them... Uh, uh, Bjorn, the the band named the Hootin' Nanny Singers, <laughs> the Hootin' Nanny Singers. Yeah, <laughs> who's playing tonight? The Hootin' Nanny Singers. I'll rush out and see that front row. Yeah, they definitely weren't hard rock. No, you think? Okay, and the other guy's name was Benny Anderson. Benny Anderson, mm-hmm. and he was in uh, he was in a pretty popular group called the Hep Stars. Yeah, that's right. Right, yep. and uh, so this is before they were together, and they were doing very well that band. Yeah, but. Then they met. Now they were that was like folk music they did. Well, the Hootenanny singers. Yeah, they were folk mu- folk music. Yeah, yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, well, <clears throat> but uh, Benny did pop. Yes, Benny was pop. <clears throat> Bjorn was folk. Yeah, yeah right. and it was a fairly successful pop band. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Though you know, I was going to bring up about uh, as I was uh, doing some research. You know how we talk about like. Uh, drugs and alcohol and all usually bands it has something to do with bands, yeah, right? Yeah, breakups or this or that. Yeah, bad behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, ABBA though was mostly clean though. Drugs or alcohol for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought, wow, there's a first. Can you verify that? Where did you read yes. that? <laughs> you can't <laughs> because I thought that they had some issues later on with drugs. Later on, like when? Like in the late 80s. That's what I heard. And we'll cover that. We'll get to that part. Well, I watched the, uh, the, doc, a, the yeah. documentary. And it was oh, the saxophone dude for the band. They said, no, they stay pretty much clean. Oh, no, sure. They go good. to a thing and they have some drinks. But, you know, I'm like, you know, they weren't they're like, not, not like they're Fleetwood not, Mac. Or they're not, no. yeah, pretending they're Godzilla in a Japanese restaurant. Nothing <laughs> like that. A kiss. That actually happened in Sweden, by the way. What did? 
Oh, really? The Kiss yeah. episode? Yeah. Oh, really? When he, he jumped the, in. East Freely. East Freely. Incident. Uh, yeah. Godzilla imitation with the shrimp boats. Yeah. It actually happened in Sweden. But anyway. So, yeah, no stories uh, to, th- to uh, really mention with them, both alcohol and drugs. Oh, from, that's good. From what the saxophone dude. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, right. So then uh, Bjorn and Benny meet. And uh, just a few weeks after they meet, they write their first song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was that song? Do you remember it? Yeah, I think it was called Isn't It Easy to Say? Well, you would think correctly. Oh, good. That was 1966. Okay, so they're together. They're trying to write songs. And then what happens? Well, then in come the, uh, the women. They meet two women. That's right. And again, <laughs> well, it's like you're introducing, <laughs> then everything goes to hell. I know. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Actually, it was their launch point. The two women is what really made them successful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a combination. Their voices and their songwriting, uh, they came together and they started to do well. Very catchy tunes, really. And what were the two Mm -hmm. women's names? Come on, give it an attempt. Well, one was Annie Frid Lindstad. Known as Frida. Yeah, that's easier. And then Agnetha Falzkog. That's right. Agnetha and Frida, they will be you know, known from here on this point, and that's Ag- the only time we're going to try to pronounce their names. Agatha? Agnetha. Oh, Agnetha. Yeah. Do you, you picture your mom coming up to you. You know, I got, hey, I set you up with a blind date. Her name is Agatha. Agnetha. Whatever. <laughs> like, w- w- right off the bat, you'd be like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Or but she was cute. Mildred. Yeah. 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 Hope there's no Mildreds out there listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think the one many. person. Yeah, let's go with the odds. No chance in hell. No. Yeah, now... Frida was actually from Norway. Yeah, she was Norwegian, that's but right. But moved to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Um, yes, there you go. She was brought up by her grandmother. Who, Frida? Yeah, her mom died early, early age. Uh, well, her early age. And um, I guess her dad was, uh, he was in the war, but supposedly killed. Supposedly. What do you mean, supposedly? Well, I don't want to, we're going to progress, are we not? <laughs> okay. uh, uh, uh. There was some some questionable activity around his death. We're progressing, are we not? <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. At this point, she thought her parents were dead, and she was brought up by her grandmother. Oh, okay. All yeah. right then. Oh, I can't wait to hear more. Exactly. Okay. Me either. I don't know what happens myself. That's awesome. All right. Good. Well, stay tuned. Jumping ahead uh, to 1970, the, the the two couples went uh, vacationing together. Uh, and then, you know, they're thinking, listen, we got to combine our talents here. So they went on vacation to uh, the island of Cyprus. And while they were there, uh, singing for fun on the beach uh, turned, out, turned out to be a little bit more as they uh, did a performance in front of the United Nations soldiers that were stationed on the island. And uh, they were really well received. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So that's when they first performed together, really. Girls in, in bikinis on a beach. Look, sailors looking on. They were well You could received. sing just about well, anything at that point. Yeah, I'm surprised they were well received. <laughs> <laughs> what? They sing? <laughs> <laughs> just a note on Frida. Frida actually won a ta- uh, talent competition in Sweden. Uh, it was a national competition, and the first prize was a recording contract with EMI Sweden. So she was, she was doing pretty well. It's not like she was looking for help. No, matter of fact, I mean, she she didn't need to go to to form ABBA right with the guys, and so no, she was doing all right. 
Although I think it was a good choice. <laughs> We're all looking at each other like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a good decision on her part for sure. But, you know, even in 1971, uh, after she got that recording contract from EMI, uh, she had a, a number one single in Sweden called My Own Town. That's the English translation. Uh, that was written by Benny, and it was feature, it featured all of the future ABBA members on backing vocals. So they, they had, you know, that was in 71. Remember, you know, they were singing on the beach in Cyprus, right? Right. Then they came back and tried to launch something. That's and right. Yeah, they did this song. Yeah, that's right. So, and also... Yeah, but, well, Agnetha was no slouch either. No, I, yeah, we haven't really talked much about her, really, but she released four solo albums between 68 and 71, and she had many successful singles on the Swedish charts as well. So both these girls were... Yeah, already successful. That's right. But Cha's right. I mean, I think they made the right decision. They made the right decision oh, to, no, yeah, to form no. ABBA. I mean, that got them popular over in the states, and that's what you want, right? Over in North America, right? So, yeah. Okay, so uh, they meet. They the four of them now are together. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens next? Well, Benny and uh, Frida hook up, and uh, Bjorn and uh, Agnetha. Agnetha hook up. So they become couples. So now they're, yeah, so that I kind of added to the intrigue to the group, I think, because they were actually couples, mm. right? When I first heard ABBA, I thought they were, were brothers and sisters. That's what I thought when right. I, way back when, but uh, that wasn't the case. Hmm. So hmm. Frida and Agnetha, though, they had, they, apparently they had some pretty successful careers before ABBA. They They had solo albums and... They they had had some pretty good success. Frida was a jazz singer. Yeah, but their voices were unique. I mean, you hear their voices. Oh, they were great a, together. Yeah, on an ABBA, you immediately recognize it as ABBA. Yeah, they yeah. were great. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So they were all pretty successful before ABBA. Fairly successful. Yeah. Then they got together and uh, they collaborated, and then they went to this thing called what Fest Folk. Fest folk. Fest folk is a, a Swedish term for uh, party goers, like partiers. Right. That's what I believe. Right? Yeah. 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 That's what it meant in in Swedish. And huh. that first time out of the gate didn't work out too well. No. What no. do you mean? What do you mean? First song or album? What do you mean? Well, their first collaboration, oh. and then they played at Fest folk, and it was not received well. I see. Yeah. So, but they they kept going. It, it's jumped to 1972. Because in 1972, they recorded a song uh, called People Need Love. And uh, it, it was a mid, mid-sized uh, success. In Sweden. In, in Sweden. Right. Yeah. But at that time, they were calling themselves Bjorn, Benny, Agnetha, and Annie Frid. That, yeah, yeah, that's... A nice group name. <laughs> Who are you going to see? Okay, um, sit down for a minute. Frank, you... Mildred, I can't remember. <laughs> right? I guess they're trying to copy Peter, Paul, and Mary, but that doesn't work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, they needed Stig in there again to name, give the name of the band a name. So, yeah, there you go. Yes. So they actually were, in, they were encouraged by that success of that song uh, to, to enter a, another, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's a talent. I don't think it was really a talent. It was more of a festival again, a, m- a music festival. Was well, it, was, con- it was a song contest. It, it was, right? Yeah, Eurovision. No, no, this one's called, I can't even say, this is 73. We're not at Eurovision yet, man. No, we're in 73. Melodifestivalen. 
You ever see that oh, up there? Oh, very good. Well, I can see Melodic why he. Uh, I can see why he confused that with so, Eurovision. There you go. Well, that's the Swedish. <laughs> that well, was they, the, use, they use that one to qualify. <laughs> that was the Swedish equivalent to Eurovision. Yeah, and then oh, they qualified for Eurovision because they did close. That. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they finished. They finished third. And what was the song they used in the? Uh, Called, Swedish festival. Ring Ring was the name of the song. Ring Ring. Yeah. And they finished what, third? You said? Finished third. Yeah. Um, hmm. That the single and the album of the same name were the biggest hits of the year in Sweden that year in 1973. Wow. Competing for top positions on the charts. So now they're starting to, you know, now they're starting to get some confidence, right? Right. Yeah. And it also became a hit in several several other European countries. I don't think I've ever heard the song Ring Ring. We'll have to look at yes, that. Yes, you what have. It, you put it on, you'll probably know it, don't you think? I don't think I know it. Oh. You're going to put it in the uh, show playlist, notes, right? Playlist, yes. Show notes, yeah. Yeah. All right, it'll be in the playlist. We'll okay, put it in I know you're itching to get to uh, Eurovision, so it's 1974. What happens? <laughs> oh, I was going to jump in and say it to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, their success in the Swedish festival qualified them for Eurovision, 1974, mm-hmm. and they went in with the song, Waterloo. Yeah. Well, that was for Now, the, everybody yeah. knows that song. Right. So and but but by this time they changed their name from Fred, Martha, Jose, and and, and Diane yeah. to uh, Abba. Abba, exactly. The ac- so it's an acronym, right? Right for the further names. That's right. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Come on, didn't you? No, I swear to God. <laughs> I just thought it look would look cool on an album cover. A B B A. Here's a little tidbit for you. Tidbit. Abba. I like that word. Abba. They actually had a they had a contest. Uh, for 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 listeners and readers to name the band when they were before they came up with ABBA, and ones were uh, Baba. Um, there there's there's a number of ones that were were that were considered, but ultimately no one from the contest won. They actually uh, chose the name ABBA. Huh? Hmm. Do you know the first time ABBA appeared um, on a record was on the Dancing Queen single. That was the first time ABBA was used, the logo, the lettering, with the two Bs back to back. Oh, I see the logo. The, but logo. the first time they used the name was yeah, in yeah, Eurovision, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. Okay, on an album, right? Yeah. Okay, so what happens at Eurovision? April 6, 1974. Well, they won, man. They won they the won whole Eurovision. thing. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, Eurovision's a big deal. Now everybody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. And that Waterloo is a catchy tune. That's great. It's also kind of a weird tune. It's about, I mean, they referenced Napoleon Bonaparte in there, in the Battle of Waterloo, and right. and pretty much comparing their love to how Napoleon, <laughs> his victory at Waterloo is weird. What, you mean the song Waterloo meaning is about a love story gone bad? Well, well here, here's a lyric. At Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. And I have met my destiny in quite a similar similar way. They would sing, hmm. and it was just it was just weird that they came up with that kind of a love song based on Napoleon. So now they're becoming popular, and I guess they they found out they were sharing a name, Abba, with a food company. Well, yeah, they're not sharing it yet. They stole it, actually. Yeah, so they're becoming very popular under a name yeah. that's already taken. Yeah. So luckily, the food company. Yeah, they turned out to be. 
pretty cooperative. Yeah, they were pretty cooperative. Well, this food company had been established since 1838. It's not like just, uh, you know, okay, who came up with it first? They definitely came up with it first. Who's their lawyer? Like, come I on. I don't know. Just first thing you do is a name search. I know. And, uh, I mean, they had products like caviar and pickled herring. Uh, but in 1974, that's their breakout year too, ABBA. So the fact that the company let them have it, let them share it, uh, that was a that was a win. Well, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, they get to use the name, and the food company gets the oh, for sure. You know, the marketing name ABBA is everywhere. Mommy, sure. mommy, I want to buy ABBA sardines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but also the band could have been stung for royalties, like using that name. Well, if it went too far without them knowing it, and they find out a couple of years later after they Ouch. really hit it big, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Anyway, but every everybody got along and uh, worked out okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, even if, during the Cold War, I just got to mention this. This is kind of cool. During the Cold War, uh, currencies from behind the Iron Curtain were uh, uh, embargoed. Russia. Yeah. So In- ABBA was quite popular with the Soviet states, but they couldn't accept uh, their currency. So so they were popular in Russia. Yeah. But they couldn't get paid. They couldn't get paid. So the band instead received royalty payments from the Soviet Union in oil commodities. Why? Well, I bet that paid off. I think. So 1974 to 1980 actually was a huge uh, time frame for them for hits like SOS. Um, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. And, and uh, Mamma Mia. And Mamma Mia. And it was huge. Yeah. Well, actually, SOS, it took 18 months um, after Waterloo to get another hit. Uh, and that was SOS. That was off their third album entitled Third ABBA, album, yeah. Just ABBA. Yeah. But uh, Mamma Mia was huge in Australia. It was number one for 10 weeks. And it also hit number one in the UK. You know, there was a TV special that aired in Australia in 1976 on ABBA. It had more viewership than the lunar landing in 1969. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Australia, they were big fans of ABBA. I mean, they actually gave uh, six number one spots to their songs in Australia. They hit the charts on Australia six times at number one. You know, for all the money, you know, you think, oh, they must be loaded. You, you know, isn't Sweden one of the highest tax countries on the planet? Yeah, it's pretty... One of them? Pretty high in taxes, yeah. Yeah, I was watching a show on an ABBA, and they were saying about how they were trying to invest their money or, uh, as opposed to, you know... Just taking the cash from Yeah, there. Yeah, just because it was so heavily taxed, it was brutal. So... Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't think they have to worry about that. Well, when you're making that much, even if they take 60, 70%, you're still doing okay. Yeah. yeah it's just a principle the thing. I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they were known for their outrageous out- outfits too, their costumes. Right. Right. Well, outrageous by those standards, not today's standards. No. Right. For the time. Yeah. But it, speaking about tax, uh, their outrageous stage outfits were an easy way to save money on their tax bill. Abba exploited a Swedish law, which meant clothes were tax-deductible if their owners could prove that they were not used for daily wear. <laughs> wow, that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> no kidding. You wouldn't be wearing those uh, outfits to go to the grocery exactly. store to pick up some lettuce. Yeah. Actually, do you know she was labeled um, uh, as having one of the hottest butts in the, in the industry? Who, Frida or Agnetha? Agnetha. 
Really? Yeah. Where'd you? Are you serious? Yeah, Mark? seriously, seriously. Hmm. Widely known as the, the the best butt. Well, good for her. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, next. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing that up, Cha. Oh boy. <laughs> Something. So, so let's talk about their fourth album. What was called Arrival. Arrival, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's got great stuff on it. Um, money, money, money. Uh, Fernando. Fernando. Isn't Fernando on there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, made, you made me think of... Elf, uh, I bet. Elf. Yeah, yeah. Francesco. Francesco. <laughs> that's, that's fun to say. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they also released a single in 1976, and it was their only song to top the charts in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dancing Queen. Right. Yeah. And that was, what, 1977? Yeah, that's right. Right. 1977. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Dancing Queen, you, you, you remind me of something. They, um, for, they were the only pop group to play at a wedding of King Carl Gustav and Sylvia of Swedish. Like, this was like high royalty there. Of Swedish? Of Swedish? Sweden. Whatever. Of Swedish I descent? Even ha- I haven't even had anything to drink tonight. What, what's the matter <laughs> well, with maybe me? Maybe you should. Are you smelling toast again? <laughs> no. Of Sweden. Like, high royalty stuff. And then they came out and with their gear and dressed up. Uh, well, actually, they were dressed nice. But, yeah, they performed. Nice. Yeah. And, and obviously, they did Dancing Queen. And the queen started the break dance right in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) So between the release of Dancing Queen, the single, and all the success, and their album, which was really becoming well-known and popular everywhere around... Arrival, yeah. Arrival, yeah. Uh, Europe, uh, you know, United Kingdom, and especially Australia. Yeah, Australia, Australia loved them. Yeah, they were crazy for ABBA. There was a TV special that aired in 1976 uh, in Australia, and it got more views than the lunar landing in 69. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were crazy for ABBA over there. Now, weren't they also working on a movie around that time? Yeah, um, yeah, it's called ABBA the Movie, and uh, it was uh, scheduled the premiere... Uh, of the film was in December of 1977, and it was it was to be uh, coincided with the release of ABBA the album. Well, it sounds like they finally got their marketing strategy in order. After they had the oh yeah, almost screw up with the name for sure. Yeah, the concert tour they had uh, for that album for Arrival in Europe and Australia between January and March of 77 uh, was a complete success. It was huge. I mean, it was sold out everywhere. Hmm. And Abba the album, uh, a couple songs from that people recognize, The Name of the Game and Take a Chance on Me. I like that one, Take a Chance Everybody on Me. Everybody likes Take a Chance on Me. That's yeah. a good tune. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to 1978. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. They start to take the U.S. a little more seriously and put a little more effort into marketing themselves in the U.S., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they right, right at that time, they had hits with uh, Take a Chance on Me. That was a top 20 uh, for them. Yeah. Um, uh, Chiquita. Uh, how do you say that? Now, we're just talking well, about actually, that. Well, actually, Take a Chance on Me ended up number three. Yeah, it was number... Th- yeah. Yeah. And a couple other songs, uh, Summer Night City and 
Chiquitita? Is it Chiquitita? I know. Babri calls it Chiquita. I know. But it's it's spelt with two two T's. Yeah, and those those two ended up in the top twenty. Yeah, um, and then their uh, which led to their sixth album, Voulez Vous, which came out in nineteen seventy nine. That's right. Actually, now, earlier that year, what's that? John? No, go on. I was going to say it took a while for them to get Agnetha to travel to the states. She didn't want to go. Oh, she was trying to have a second kid. She didn't. Oh. They had to really. Yeah. Plus, she had some social issues too. She didn't do well with the public fame. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, you know, hmm. the, you know what this, you know, too bad thing though was they they did obviously go to the states. They were flying into Boston, and they, she didn't like flying to begin with. And a tornado, level four. Oh come oh, on, come on! They what had to, luck. yeah, they had to fly through it. And, it, you know, it was bad turbulence and everything. Then the pilot comes on and said, our, our landing's going to be delayed because pretty much it just wiped out the airport. Planes all on its side, rolled over, just a mess. Wow. So they had to delay landing. And that, then that, she got back into the, she think, into the hotel in the States. They, I think they canceled their, their one show because she couldn't go on. She was a mess. It wasn't a very good U.S. visit. But she, but she did it though. I think I think the, to be honest, the very first show she did, and the second show, I think she's she said no, I can't do a second show. Wow. So, yeah. Nice ass though. Nice ass. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too bad. You mean to have that kind of experience? That's just bad luck. It they is finally bad luck. get so they they finally get to the states for a tour. What did you say? Nineteen seventy nine. They did. Yeah, Canada, it, took, the US. it took them that long, but earlier that year, uh, <laughs> more bad luck, Bjorn and Agnetha announced their divorce. Oh, that's right. Right? So that, yeah, that... that well, was... it's a lot of behind-the-scenes criticism of how the girls were treated and being taken advantage of. And, and well, Agnetha, child mentioned, she had some issues. Yeah. Yeah. Social issues. But you know what? These people, you know what? That she just wanted a normal life. She was missing the... She was mad that the nanny was raising her first kid. Right. Um, she just wanted to, she really, she want. she was doing a great job balancing both. Like, but yeah, going to the U.S. and wanting a second kid, that's where it kind of started oh, Good for her. Down, you know, you yeah. got to give her mm-hmm. credit. Yeah. Now, the good news is it didn't break up ABBA. Um, oh, you mean the divorce? No, nothing broke up ABBA. Yeah. Two yeah. divorces, they're dating each yeah, other, married couples, each other. We didn't mention that. The other, the other ones had divorced as well. Yeah, Benny so, and Frida. Yes, and that was in 1981. Yeah, tornadoes. But they, but they stayed together as a group, which was good, good for <laughs> yeah. good for the music, right? But um, yeah, 79. It took them till 1979 to tour Canada and the United States and Europe. Or, well, we know Europe. Well, they but, did Europe before. Yeah, but over North, North America. America. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? It should be said as well that the two girls—they were actually friends. Like, you know, they're they're fighting for. You know, top spot on stage, right together, and also they're they're they've got relationship with the guys and this and that. There's there's a lot that p- possibly could go wrong. Yeah, that's for but sure. Those two were were friends. Yeah, yeah. They probably supported each other because they, they weren't having the best of time with their partners. Maybe, but yeah, they they got along and they were friends through the through uh, the whole thing, which is nice. It's good. So, Queeks, you wanted to talk a little bit about gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, yeah, never gets gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Uh, a Man After Midnight, that was released uh, in the autumn of 79. Uh, that's what, uh, that was day and date with the tour of Canada, United States, and right. Europe. Um, but that, that was a big single for them, 1979. So 
that was around the same time a second comp- compilation album. I mean, how many compilation albums does ABBA have? They have ABBA Gold, ABBA... There's all there's Best of ABBA. Part two. There's so many <laughs> hits that they had to come up with two best ofs, right? My yeah. personal favorite is ABBA Dabba. <laughs> they should have called an album that. ABBA Dabba Do. ABBA Dabba Do. That would have been great. Uh, Flintstones, classic. Yeah, for sure. But um, I can't stay focused sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure no one's ever noticed that. <laughs> well, you so, know, yeah, so where are you now? With, well, no, we're going to move on to 1980. Oh, um, a couple really big hits in 1980. Well, yeah, they came up with the, the next album from 1980. It was uh, Super Trooper, right? Containing the hits, uh, The Winner Takes It All, for, uh, and the title track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are two big hits for them. Now, one thing about 1980, that was in March of 1980, they took uh, their tour to Japan, and it turned out to be their very last uh, live performance in front of a paying audience in Japan. So 1980 in Japan was their last concert. That was their last performance in front of a paying audience, yeah, was in in Japan. And it's weird because they weren't done. Like, they had had more albums coming up. Right. Right, so... But I guess uh, probably, I would imagine, it was probably the relationships probably didn't help either. Um, you know? Well, making 19- the music is one thing, but touring together yeah. is probably well, tough. Well, 1980 was the last concert, and the second divorce from yeah, like Benny I mean, and yeah, Frida was in 1981, yeah. right? So they were having some rough, rough roads there. But yeah. they mentioned, though, that they put a smile on when they were on stage, when they were being interviewed... Uh, they, yeah, they stayed professional. They, they sucked it up, and they they did. They, they stuck it out. Yeah, yeah. The show yeah. must go on. Yeah, yeah. Their eighth album, "The Visitors," uh, that was released in 1980, uh, with "One of Us" as its biggest uh, biggest single, biggest hit single. Man, they just kept pumping out the hits, didn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when you think of ABBA, if you ask most people maybe not from our age group but most people would associate abba with dancing queen and mamma mia because of the movie mamma mia is huge yeah, yeah. well because of the the, the movie the movie the and then Street and then the, then the play yeah. as well yeah yeah right? exactly the show um yeah but i'm with you though dancing queen yeah that's the tune yeah because it went number one in the u.s that was that's probably yeah. the most you know recognizable one i think you right but like, but anyway, you gotta, I was saying earlier, the movie with Tony Collette, um, um, uh, Muriel, Muriel's Wedding, my wife had me watch that for the first time. I'd never really seen it before. I thought it was more of a chick flick, right? Yeah. But Tony Collette, she's a huge ABBA fan. And they actually, they, they, it's a lot of the ABBA's music is in that movie. Um, so if you haven't seen that one, that, that's a good flick to watch. You'd like it. It's a fun movie. Tony Collette's really good in it. If you don't know who Tony Collette is, she's the the mother in Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah, amongst other things. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's great. I don't think a lot, like maybe a lot of us don't like to admit you like some Abitunes. But well, I admit it. Oh, I love that. Are you right, kidding calm me? Calm down, calm down. I love you know that, what uh, I mean. No, no I, don't. I don't. You're, with, you're, you you're watching a hockey game with the guy. He's got a stogie, right? Have a couple of beer. Hey, uh, put on some Abba for us. Are you going to do that? No, I would. No, I oh, get out of here. Not watching a hockey game at his place. Hey, buddy, let's put on some Adele. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Joe has, I think he's got some insecurities. 
What? With with the with the music. What are you talking about? Uh, HR? What? Be a man. Be a <laughs> Dude, do the right thing. Be a man. Be a man. All I'm all I was saying are you didn't let me finish my damn story. All right, go ahead, finish your story. It reminds me of that moped fat chick joke, remember? No, I don't. You don't remember? No. They're fun to ride, but you don't want to see your friends you don't want to have your friends see you ride one. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a moped and a fat chick. <laughs> wow. Well, no, I forgot my story. Just well, that wasn't the story. No, it's a side joke. You got me thinking now. See, that's oh, why no. I can't about, focus. You said about playing ab at a hockey game or playing ab with oh, friends. Oh, buddy, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, before this podcast, yeah, ab, but yeah, I know they were popular. Yeah, anyway. Then I'm making this playlist. Yeah, doing a research. Holy shit, they have a lot of good music. They yeah. do. They well, do. We knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's great. I still wouldn't play it over having a bunch of guys over for a hockey game, but like you would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would know too. you would. You stooped even lower. You play Adele. I didn't play Adele. My son Dude, did. No, you. No. That's not even good. That's okay. Well, go put it this to. way. He was he was <laughs> searching to find another group on the uh, your playlist. He's oh fuck. I'll just put it. Play uh, Adele. Okay. Let's go. The only right, thing so we weren't doing was holding hands going to the hockey game. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> some chicken wings, beer, and some Adele. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so where are we at? 1982? I thought we were done. No. Well, they're, they're almost done. Well, 1982 is a pretty good indication of the troubles they're having because they start to do separate projects. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, I mean, Bjorn and Benny are, are setting their sights on writing uh, the musical Chess, right? Yeah, and the girls are looking at reviving their solo careers. That's right. So the energy was kind of being... Uh, Sucked out of the, out of the yeah, group, yeah. right? Yeah, so the only alba, album release in 1982 was a compila- another compilation, double album. Wow, it's so many hits. Entitled The Singles, The First Ten the Years. The First Ten Years, yeah. yeah. Now, there were two new songs, but... Uh, yeah, they were yeah. running out of material. Yeah, and after that album, they said, you know what? We need to take a break. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was probably just getting too tough to work together, and they didn't want it, you know, to affect them coming up with some bad material. Yeah, that's right. So not a, not a lot of new material for them uh, in, the, in the 90s. As a matter of fact, in 1992, they uh, released Abba Gold, a compilation, Greatest Hits, and it sold over 31 million copies so far to date. Just the one album. One album. And a wow. compilation, like greatest hits, right? And they had more Abba Gold, they had because they had more, <laughs> and that went on to sell three million copies. But thirty-one million for Abba Gold—that's crazy, man. That's that's really good. But really, nothing much happened after that until what? Well, we all know what happened in nineteen ninety-nine. Well, and that brought Abba, you know, back into the spotlight and introduced them to a lot of younger people who really, really weren't. What did? The play. Yeah, Mamma Mia. That's yeah. right, the musical. Here I go again. <laughs> well, that was a sequel. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the movie sequel is called Here We Go Again. Yeah, so the play in the movie and uh, with, uh, with Meryl Streep and uh, Cher. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Singing, which should never happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah, so I mean, Mamma Mia became very popular and uh, introduced a whole new... A group of people. It's been Abba. seen more than 60 million people have seen uh, Mamma Mia, the musical. Wow. Yeah, and now premiered in what? In London. That's where it premiered. Yeah. When they had the Swedish premiere, they weren't sure that Agnetha was going to be there. 
because, she, I mean, we talked before, she had some issues, and she has a huge fear of crowds, noise, open spaces. So, you know, being at the, being at the premiere was probably not going to be uh, high on her priority list. Yeah. But she did go. Yeah. But she did refuse to have pictures taken and didn't stand with the other three. So the, the pictures that they wanted with the four of them, really, she didn't do it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, whatever. Yep, she had some issues for sure. Well, she almost married, uh, who turned out to be her stalker. Is almost it? married him? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it got pretty serious. Then she tried to sever it, and that's when he went into full stalker mode. Wouldn't leave her, wouldn't leave her alone. She had to get a restraining order. It was nasty. Wow. That kind of, that didn't help her her state of mind either. No kidding. Right? Like trusting. This poor woman. I mean, yeah, tornadoes exactly. and overrun with crowds and stalker yeah. potential yeah. fiancés. And yeah. But she had a nice ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was a sex symbol in, uh, she was. in the day. That's right. Yeah. And I'm not the one about, I'm not, I'm saying that was written, right? It's, it's known to be, she had the best in that era, that time. I'm done. It's all a matter of opinion and perspective, I guess. Oh, man. So, ABBA's widely regarded as one of the best pop classic groups of all time, right? I would agree. Yeah. So, they were recognized uh, by being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. Well, it was well-deserved, I think. I think it was. Unlike some other people. uh, Yeah, well, that's another show. Yeah. We'd still have to do that. Also in 2010, there was uh, an exhibit exhibit that opened called Abba World in London. And uh, Didn't that move, though, eventually? Well, yeah. It it was so popular that they actually relocated it to, guess where? Sweden. Stockholm, yeah. (laughs) Stockholm, yeah. And it was called Abba the Museum. And it opened in May of 2013. And as of 2018, there's been more than 1.5 million visitors that have passed through there. Wow. Yeah. And one more thing. I got to say one more thing. In 2016, um, there's a dinner show concept uh, called Mamma Mia, the party. And it, the grand opening uh, had all four members attend. And it caused, I guess they came out to wave to the audience on the opening. And it's the first time in three decades that the four of them have been together for a photograph. Yeah, Agnetha didn't like that kind of thing. No, but it, it, that's she how didn't go long. To, she didn't go to a lot of the events. Well, obviously, were, 30 years, you couldn't yeah. catch four of them together. So wow. it, was, it caused international headlines, like Abba's together. And wow. Yeah, but, uh, but they've, said, they've made it quite clear they will never perform again. Right. So yeah, they've gotten, I mean, she wants her privacy. She wants to come some kind of normal oh, yeah, life. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Good for her. Now, there's some stories that came out later, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, Robert Plant, was in an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said back in 1978, when they recorded their, their album, In Through the Outdoor, they did it at ABBA's Polar Music Studios in Stockholm. Oh, yeah. And he confessed to saying that. Uh, he took Bjorn and Benny uh, out after one of the recording sessions, and they went to a local sex club because they just wanted to get away from Agnetha and Frida. That's terrible. Now you look at 1978. See, when did they get their divorce? You see, 79 and 81. Go figure. Mm, yeah. Things weren't good. No, these guys. Things were good. Guys in did, through the Otters. That was released in 79, but that was recording, you're saying, yeah. when he was using their studio. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there was a lot of criticism of, uh, mm. of uh, Benny and Bjorn of, you know, 
not being nice to the women, mistreating them, taking advantage of them, using them and leveraging just to make money and not treating them the way they should as uh, as life partners. Me too movement. Me too movement. Well, I mean, I think, you know, there was a, there's a lot of valid, validity to, you know, the criticism for these guys. But, uh, yeah, so says Robert Plant. That's yeah, one guy. Anyway, you can't you can't argue with their success though. No, nope. it's uh, ABBA, one of the you know best pop groups of all time. Yeah, I would say so. So before we go, let's uh, get back to the story that Cha talked about and uh, Frida's supposedly dead father. What was the story there, Queeks? Yeah. So what a story this is. So. In World War II, uh, when the Nazis were, uh, well, they were trying to uh, spread their their genes all over the trying to the Aryan create, create, gene pool, yeah, yeah, to create the master race, right? right. Uh, they they did this in Norway. They went into Norway and they were impregnating uh, women uh, so that uh, you know for for the for the future. <laughs> yeah, but the problem oh, was Germany lost the war. Yeah. And the result of all these uh, pregnancies, the kids that came around from these uh, Nazi and Norwegian women, uh, you know, hooking up, became persona non grata in Norway. Yeah. And now uh, we we mentioned, like, mentioning here, this is this is Annie 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 Fried. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she's she's one of the kids of the <laughs> yeah, uh, Nazi. So, so her dad. Her dad, dad was a Nazi. Let's yeah. call him her fa- her father because he really wasn't a dad to no her. her father yeah right uh her her yeah her biological yeah, father. his name was alfred haas yeah sounds uh german yeah uh german, it was. german sergeant yeah so after the war was over i mean he obviously had to flee he couldn't stay in norway yeah which yeah. left and her, then yeah and his mother and grandmother they were and, ostracized in the yeah they were in the village like you know they were called them rats the and kids, traitors and, yeah yeah. So they had to leave and go to uh, Sweden, immigrated to Sweden. Went, yeah, and she wasn't, and he wasn't even two yet. No, and then when they got to Sweden, the mother only lived for a little bit longer, and she died of kidney failure. Before she was two. Before, before she, before Annie was even two. Yeah. And that's, like Charles said, was, he was, uh, she was brought up by her grandmother. Yeah, Charles holding out us, <clears throat> hold out on us. Yeah, that story, then, that's a good story. But, uh, but you know what? Three decades later, like uh, Annie was born in what, 1945? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, three decades later, her then husband, Benny, one of the group, the founding members of ABBA, uh, set up a meet between, he founded her father yeah. and set up a meeting. And yeah. Annie said, well, you know, it, it was kind of hard to, you know, to relate to him because yeah, she didn't he, know him. He didn't even know him. It's hard to yeah. have that connection because he just wasn't there. She didn't know him. She hardly knew her mother. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know her mother. Yeah. It was her grandmother that raised her, right? Right. So, but they did meet and uh, he was a, he's a retired... Uh, bakery chef. Bakery yeah. chef. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, so that's uh, some of the background on on Annie. That's pretty stressful. No kidding. And now man. we know why she had to leave Norway. There you go. Yeah. So with that, I think we should uh, get into our news segment uh, just to finish off the podcast. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, news headlines from Rock in this week. In what do you got, Chuck? October, October 25th, 2021. There you go. Remember we mentioned how Abbott would say they would never get back together? Yeah, they did say that. Well, they've got a new album being released November 5th, 2021. Wow, so it's one of the most anticipated comebacks in pop culture. What's the name of the album? Uh, Voyage, it's Voyage. called. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, 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 
going to include a Christmas song as well, they said. Wow. Ooh, fun. Yeah, well, it's good timing, right? Yeah. That's that time of year. Yeah. I hope uh, it's Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. <laughs> two, two tracks from the album are already available to, to listen to on Spotify. I still have Faith in You and uh, Don't Shut Me Down. Well, we'll add those to the playlist. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's interesting about the release of this album is that they're also working on putting together a 3D image show. Avatars of themselves. Avatars. So is it especially especially built theater that holds 3,000 people in London. In London, yeah. It's in at London. the Olympic Park, it's called. Yeah. And they, there'll be images of them as they were like 40 years ago. Yeah. But they're voices of today. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they're going to be... Uh, they're digital avatars. It's digital really avatars. cool technology. Mm-hmm. So it's you're going to be hearing the new songs, the new album, but it's going to look like 70s ABBA. But you won't see the real ones. Part of the deal that the girls made coming back to do this yeah. was that they would do studio work, but they will not do interviews or live performances. Yeah. yeah. It was one of their conditions. Yeah. Well, I don't blame <clears throat> them. No. I don't blame them. No, so we're looking forward to that, right? Oh, are you kidding? I hope I hope the album does really well. Abba, I mean, come on, forty years. That's yeah. got to be one of the longest breaks ever. And, and the girls sound the same. Oh, they sound. Yeah, I can't they sound wait. They sound great. I listened to the one song um, already, and it was great. It sounds really good. They sound terrific. Yeah, I'll put a link to the uh, the CBS interview uh, with uh, with Benny and Bjorn uh, in uh, the show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Flash. Adele shuts down Griffith Observatory for secret show. Oh. You going to go? Oh, no. No. All right. <laughs> hey, did you hear uh, Ed Sheeran has COVID? Does he? Yes. He tested positive for COVID. So no interviews, no upfronts, no signatures. You sure it just wasn't a cold? Could have been. They're calling everything COVID. That's you, right. You guys are consistent. I got a hangnail. Oh, my God. It's COVID. That's it. Label it. Put yeah. it out there. You don't like Ed Sheeran, do you? Nah, he's all right. He's not. He's a. Oh, he changed his tune pretty quick. I well, know. whatever. I'm not going to bash Ed, C- Ed Sheeran now after you tell me he's, he's got, got some great. He's a very good songwriter. Yeah, I just you know you think of a pop a pop star and the image in that. I just don't see it. Well, that's the great it. story behind it. He was a nobody. He was he's picked talented. on. Very talented. Right? Yeah. And now he's he raised was, himself he was, up. Look at him now. Yeah. Actually, you know the one thing about Ed Sheeran, I, um, it is impressive. He he can entertain like. Thousands, thousands, thousands of people. Just him and his guitar. Sitting on stage. Yeah, and he can entertain people for like three or so hours. Yeah, so what? So could Cat Stevens and Jim Croce. Actually, so could a hot chick with a stripper pole, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Why'd you even retaint the whole story? <laughs> I did I don't know. You had any other news there, Cha? Mm, mm. Well, Mike, Mike, what was it? Mike Port, Portney? Portnoy? Portnoy. Portnoy? Whatever his name. Is that his name? Portney. Portnoy? Portnoy. Well, Mike that's his fault Portnoy. for having a stupid last name. Portnoy. Yeah. He speaks on joining Rush as a successor to Pert. That's his, that's his dream. He, he's well, wasn't Portnoy with Avengers Sevenfold and uh, Dream Theater? I think you're right. Ah, yeah. very good. Am so, I right? I don't know. So he's vying for a position yeah. to get Rush back together to... Wow, that's his dream thing. That's, that's his dream. I don't. Mm, I don't think. I don't think Getty's up for that. No, I don't think. And Alex is doing his own thing now. Yeah. Um, have you heard any of Alex's uh, new stuff? I have not. It's a little different. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't expect it to sound like. Uh, geez, that sounds like limelight. Yeah. Don't don't expect that. No. But it's different. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. You should check it out. Yeah, I don't think Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee are going to be open to bringing somebody else in for another trio of Rush for the I, future. I can't see it either. And to be honest, I can't even see them, the two of them, actually getting no, together I for think anything. Done. I, I think, think they're, they're done too. Yeah, I think they're done. Hey, they great run, great band. We again, we have to do that episode too on Rush. That is a monster episode. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, some of the headlines from Rock of October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. And with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. It's all about ABBA with Oh Queeks and Ja, the, the Jabber Guys. guys. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com, to subscribe to our podcast, Weird and Wacky World and Inside Rock.